Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 191. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Below Springer. It's time for a year in review featuring Forest CEO Ronan Percival and a fellow member of the executive team. It's a classic and one where we get their take on the last 12 months and what's to come in the next year. Salons have this unbelievable relationship with maybe a thousand people. I'm saying on average a thousand people. You might have 500 or you might have a couple of thousand, but you have this a cohort of people that love your business. They're f- absolutely fanatical about your business. Your business means as much to them as like Apple means to like loads of people who use phones, right? You, you don't have a brand like Apple worldwide, but your brand to those a thousand people is as important. And there's not many businesses that can do that. Like a, a restaurant doesn't have that or like, you know, your shop, your local shop, your post office, all these, those businesses don't have that same relationship that a salon or a spa does with their customers. So it's that time of year again when we look back on 12 months worth of work here at Forest. And around this time every year, Forest CEO Ronan Percival picks one Forest exec to join them as they look back on the year in Forest. And with the year we've all had, the amount of features that have been delivered this year, you can expect a jam-packed episode uh, like you'll hear on just about any other end-of-year podcast or article this year. 2020 has been one to remember. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Ronan. Well, welcome back to the show. You've been on the show quite a few times now, so it's always a pleasure. Yeah, nice to see you guys again. He actually said off air that he counts down from the moment he finishes recording this one, he counts down <laughs> to the next one. So Ronan, we mentioned that you're going to be joined by an exec. Who is your lucky nomination this year? So special guest this year is uh, JD, or well, John Doran, or JD as we call him, who is the CTO here in Forest. And uh, I couldn't think of anyone else to, to bring on because... We've just done so many new things this year um, and they're all things that we, you know, well, a lot of them were things we, we hadn't planned because of obviously COVID and the team just um, pivoted kind of on a dime to, to release some great stuff to help salons make money while they're closed. And as a result, that's kind of opened up lots of new opportunities for the company and for, for salons as well. So it's been a massive year that way. So had to have JD. So here he is. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. Honored to be back. Guys, let's kick off the show with the first question. So every year, the lexicographers or something like that for Cambridge Dictionary, Merriam-Webster and Oxford Dictionary get together to pick their respective word of the year. Considering everything that's happened this year, do you reckon you could take a stab at the dark on what those words might be? Uh, Well, I hope we don't have the same one. (laughs) Resilience? Yeah, I had resilience as well. That would be my word anyway for our customers, definitely, and our team. Killian and I had similar words that we referred to as well uh, for this year, but the words that uh, were yeah. picked by the dictionaries uh, were coronavirus, surprise, surprise, lockdown, and social distancing. <laughs> Those are the top three this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, yeah. I think ours were around the, the way of like innovative because yeah. it was basically yeah. just pivoting everything upside down, wasn't it? It's definitely for me, uh, resilience, I had it written down and strength, just strength um, to kind of overcome the challenges we've had and uh, continue to have. And as we, we kind of go into the new year, can feel, feel a lot of resilience in, in Forest, the company and our salons and everyone. So yeah, definitely for me. What was the toughest moment for you, Ronan, this year? The hardest moment was definitely the, like a week or two into the lockdown, you know, when we when we realised that we were going to have to take some pain uh like serious pain as a team and 
and also like the the salons we didn't have any idea whether how long it was going to go on for like it's kind of different now because everyone knows that these lockdowns are kind of more transitory but like back at the beginning it was like are we going to be shut down for the whole year like what's got what's happening is there going to be any support from government or anything for businesses there was no we didn't know so it was it was pretty scary and uh yeah that was definitely the hardest time mm-hmm. had for me anyway what were the general feelings for both of you around this that time because i remember was it back in January, February, it kind of came up in fires where it's like, look, listeners, this thing called COVID, we don't know where it's going to go. We don't know how we should be preparing. But obviously, like you guys were on the ball from the get go, like you just seem to be way ahead of the rest of us even at that stage. What was the general feelings when you did first hear about it that made you realize, actually, we need to start putting stuff into place here? Uh, JD, if you want to take that one first. Yeah, so like we had these grand plans and we like really ambitious, you know, we 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 were really going after things and and as as we start the news started kind of coming to us, we really had to kind of start preparing for it. Um in terms of, you know, even the office how how we operate, um what what we're focused on. So, um we re- really had to kind of um get our thinking caps on and be, be proactive about the, the potential problems that were, were coming our way. And like Ronan said, like, how do we, if we go into lockdown, how do we protect our customers and help them earn money through this and, and really dig deep on that side of things. So yeah. yeah. Ronan, what do you think? Yeah. Like, uh, so the question you're saying is like, how, how, do, how I hit me first was, um, I, on the first week of March, just when it was still in Italy and stuff like that, I went to, I had to go and visit um, a salon in, in Switzerland uh, with uh, the, our country manager, Germany Marcus. And we were in Zurich airport and it was empty. And it hadn't, it wasn't the, like that in Ireland yet. Do you know what I mean? But it was like totally empty and there was no one on the streets <laughs> and it was really eerie. It was like being, you know, people were like, this is like the Second World War or something. Like it was just really strange. And then it was like, oh shit, this is like, Mm. this is coming to Ireland in the next week you know what I mean and then I I, I, I didn't know if I was going to get my flight back home yeah out of Germany actually and in the end we just we did get the flight home and mm. then it was like as soon as I was back in the office the next day and it was like lads this let's start preparing now so we were kind of that was about a week before um Ireland got shut down and the UK got shut down so but yeah, mad, mad stuff. Definitely, yeah. It's the, it's the word to, to describe the year, I think, mm-hmm. mad. It's actually um, pandemic, apparently. <laughs> um, but considering like everything you've learned, uh, you both had the word resilience, right? When th- that came to mind to describe 2020. Uh, considering what you've learned in the past 12 months, how has that or will it shape your mind moving into 2021? Like the way you go about things? Uh, I'll go first. So, um, I t- like the big thing for me is I'll never take anything for granted anymore <laughs> from the smallest thing of being able to go out for a meal with uh, family or in terms of what we're working on and, and how, how we work on them. So uh, definitely a sense of ur- more sense of urgency and not taking for granted, you know, people we have around us and, and um, you know, the, the amazing kind of work we're doing. So definitely that's it for me. Yeah. Like the, the, the big thing for me is that uh, to see the team, respond the way they did like was just unbelievable like it was quite emotional actually like in a way so um and people were just so up for protecting the company you know and and protecting our customers like everyone was really motivated to do that 
and and uh, like not just motivate you, we're pushing to do it. Like you didn't have to kind of go out, lads, we're going to have to do this. Come on now, I know it's tough. We need to do it. There was none of that. It was just like, right, this has to be done. And everyone's just like, well, what's the first step? And uh, that was just amazing feeling. And it kind of just really gave me personally a lot of love for for everyone in the team and kind of the passion to like more passionate than ever to try you know to, to build a a bigger company and then also to to do more for the customers and for the salons and like how you know how could we do even more for them and then to see us doing these things like you know the gift cards and e-commerce and the impact that that can have it kind of expanded the way you envisage things because like before you might be like right we do software for salons and it involves a b and c do you know um and you kind of can get quite locked into what you do mm-hmm. and because of this it's like hang on a second we can do way more stuff that's a bit more mad or out there but could have a bigger impact and we don't have to worry about just like the fact that they're in the yeah. salon how can we help yeah. them in the salon serve their clients but how can we help them as a business make money like outside of customers having their hair cut or buying getting treatment so yeah that was kind of the that's yeah. been like amazing things that have come out of this mm-hmm. i think yeah, it's re it's it's reinforced our mission and really refocused us mm. back to mm. the, the root of it. Absolutely. So, what then do you think were the biggest impacts on the industry, and what do you think they could take from twenty twenty to I suppose start moving into twenty one, fighting fit or feeling stronger than this year? So, for me, it's essentially you know be being ready for being online and being a digital business, um, and setting yourself up for really good communication and with your clients and, and nurturing and keeping in touch with them and, and really set, setting ourselves up um, with the tools we've built over this year to, to go into next year. And that's the big one for me is, is around online presence and, and so on setting themselves up for that. I totally agree with what JD's saying. And I think what the, the way I've started to look at it as well is that like salons have this unbelievable relationship with maybe a thousand people. So like if you have a town or you're on a street or a neighborhood or wherever your salon is, you've got like, I'm saying on average a thousand people, you might have 500 or you might have a couple of thousand, but you have this, a cohort of people that love your business. They're absolutely fanatical about your business. Your business means as much to them as like Apple means to like loads of people use phones. Right. But it's you. You don't have a brand like Apple worldwide, but your brand to those a thousand people is as important, you know. And um, so, and there's not many businesses that can do that. Like you know, like a, a restaurant doesn't have that, or like um, there's other businesses. You know, your shop, your local shop, your post office, all these. Those businesses don't have that same relationship that a salon or a spa does with their customers. And they have this amazing relationship with those people. And those people are really loyal to that business. And we saw that when we were like, people were sending out like, um, you know, like just to support our business during lockdown, you know, buy a gift card and millions of people or millions of, of euro and, and pounds and dollars were spent like almost within about a couple of weeks. Like it was amazing, just from sending a few emails, like what kind of businesses get that kind of support? You know, like it was amazing. And that kind of just showed, right you have these amazing, your business that has this incredible relationship with those customers. How can you build a better business off those relationships? Because what those relationships are what you have that's really special. And there must be other ways of, of building a business on top of that. And I, things like e-commerce, 
an online presence, like JD said, these these are things that um, that every salon owner needs to think. Right, I've got all these these like fanatical customers, uh, customers that love our business. How can I basically, like, let's be brutally honest, sell stuff to them that they need, that they prefer to buy from me than from Amazon or from wherever? Do you know what I mean? Like stuff that's you know re- related to a salon. Like obviously, I don't mean like buying your toilet roll but like you know but buying like products that are to do with health and beauty like they'll definitely want to buy them from you than buy them from someone else so you've got to uh, you've got to start thinking about how to enable that and, and we're thinking that too like how can we do this in a way that any salon can can immediately connect with those people with different things and um like they'll deepen the connection and generate more revenue and their business will be more valuable as well. Do you know what I mean? It'll be something they can sell on afterwards if they ever want to leave the industry. Do you know? So I think that's kind of uh, some of the way things that we're thinking about and we want people to think about as well. No, absolutely. Like that communication was a massive one. We even had a few guests on the show talking about it where like, even if they weren't, I suppose the only communication they would have had before was like an automated reminder or maybe an SMS campaign here and there. But then when they had to start like properly communicating with clients to tell them what's going to happen with the salon as it's closed and what's happening throughout the closing, because no one knew when the salons were going to reopen. No one knew what was going to happen to their appointments. And most importantly, no one knew when they were going to get their first booking back in again. But it all, it did seem to keep coming back to communication, communication, communication. Just because you're closed doesn't mean you've, you've disappeared. We've seen it with the online, uh, the, the video consultations just last, uh, the last few episodes ago. Some clients were booking video consultations just to have a chat yeah. <laughs> with the salon, not even to have a consultation, just like that, that shows the strength, the strength yeah. of that relationship yeah. between uh, salon clients and, and the business itself. Like, But it even eased reopening for a lot of salons because their clients knew what to expect from the salon, knew what the COVID procedures were going to be, the in-salon setup the booking schedule, the order. Um, no, I couldn't be, couldn't agree more. I think communication was a very strong one there. Yeah. So we, we talked about, we mentioned a few features um, and at this time or around this time of the year anyways, uh, we saw the rollout of the Salon branded app, uh, the new one anyways, uh, the email editor with fallback SMS and we had memberships in the US as well. We were looking at releasing a whole new bunch of stuff as well for 2020. Now that roadmap changed quite dramatically, of course. But I guess, do you want to kind of recap, JD, maybe this one is for you, um, what we were looking at doing and how that kind of played out to, to this year's context? Yeah, for sure. So we, we got to March. Um, our big, big plans were a lot around Instagram advertising. And we were going to do a lot of work on our appointment screen. Um, we had to literally stop the company and stop our, our focus and our strategy to two key things. And that was around earning money, uh, helping salons earn money when they're closed and to help them to reopen in a safe and controlled way and keep communicating to, to their customers. So um, we had to stop that. We had to, we had to pause there and really focus on that. So we, from me as a technology leader, we had to look at how we can divide and conquer. So we kind of split the team in half and, we had folks who were fo- really focused on that money. How do we move that money into Salon's bank accounts after they collected for the vouchers of the e-commerce and also building that shop front. I've honestly never seen uh, a group of people so razor focused on building out something that, you know, 
could transform and really help salons like just personally have a relative who who used the revenue from the vouchers to pay a rent one of those months which i just thought was amazing considering we were working on that dur- during that kind of first few weeks of march so um we were working on the the, the payments side of it and the vouchers and e-commerce which was really amazing and then on the other side we were all about the communication to to clients so we had to do a lot of things around new types of targeting in, and filters in our marketing suite because we had to, to get in touch with the people who had those future appointments booked in and we wanted to, to promote the the links to the store and to the vouchers so a lot of work around there and then we had things like the consultation forms so um, our digital consultation forms we needed to be able to make them mobile aware and be able to send them to people before they came into the salon so a lot of work around that and, and COVID disclaimers um, we finished off our new roster system, which would be able to give salons a, a really great bird's eye view of, of how the salon would need to be set up during the reopening. So just al- almost too many things to, to list in terms of features, but we solved so <laughs> many problems and challenges. Um, and it was it was really great to see the whole team and company rally behind that stuff because we we didn't just come up with these ideas ourselves. Like we, we had amazing insights from different departments and from, from all of our salons a bit and talked to them about, you know, those challenges and what, what was really keeping them up at night and solving them. So it was really, yeah, it was really great. Really, you know, given all, all the kind of stuff we were going through, we razor focus on that, which was, was really cool. I remember being on some of those calls where we were contacting clients just in case they hadn't seen our emails to say the likes of like the online mm. gift card is available, you should check it out. And it was funny because a lot of clients were like, oh, I don't want to ask my clients, it kind of sounds like I'm begging because we had the whole pledge campaign mm. at the time. Um, and then it was like a week or two later, the amount of emails and contacts we were getting back saying, this is the best thing ever. I never thought that my clients would ever buy into this and mm. they, they were actually more than happy to do it. And again, it just really hit home the whole buy mm. local, support local movement. It was incredible. So three months into 2020, the World Health Organization declared a pandemic, uh, but that didn't stop the team here at Forest from still spitting out a few features. Um, it's, it's actually more features than you can even list in one hand, which is quite incredible because that's more than we initially had scoped, JD. Is that right? Yeah, totally. So um, we like we've we've been building the the product and evolving it, and and really um, we had to knuckle down and, and get get you know a lot of those controlled and and reopening features. Um, delivered and out there and it's been really you know exciting as well because um we've we've identified lots of opportunities and 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 really cool things we can add to the product um like one for example is the the forest chat um so being able to talk to 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 a communicate with your clients from forest go and that might be something like uh they reply to an appointment reminder asking you to shift your appointment um it's been really amazing to see see that um or even something as simple as, hey, what was that product we used uh, during that treatment? And you could send a, a link to your store to maybe buy it. So we've seen some really amazing things happening with the launch of Forest Chat. Um, the video consultations as well. We've seen stuff like salons playing game board games with uh, and spas playing board games with their clients to keep in touch with them. Um, so lots of really like innovation happening there as a result of what we're building, which has been really cool. Um, the other one would be the staff notifications. So the ability to 
on your Forest Go to get a push notification when somebody checks in at reception. And particularly for, for people who are on different floors or maybe in the in a back treatment room, that's been really great. So yeah, I, should, I have a big, big shopping list if I was to go through them all, but um, they're really proud of uh, all of the things we've gone through. Do you have Do you have one that makes you like the proudest, I guess, for this year? Or you're the most happy you got e- released? E-commerce, the e-commerce and the forest shop, because we we put it out in record time and was something that we, we, we always knew was, was on the horizon. But we thought, you know, it's just too big to comprehend. But the fact we were able to turn something around in six weeks and a usable store for salons, we're using a lot of the content and, and their, you know, their product configuration in there. And the fact that it synchronizes their stock back and, and can, you can earn your treat points and stuff from it. Really, really proud of, I guess, record breakneck speeds in terms of how we delivered it and also the quality of it. I'm, you know, really looking forward to kind of iterating and evolving the e-com- forest e-commerce next year. So that would be mine. Yeah, like just to add to that, I think like it's totally changed how we think about the future of the business. Like, you know, mm. like we had this idea. We always knew we wanted to do e-commerce for years, but we never did it because it was always this big thing and there's always something else you know, that we could do that was more obvious or, you know, whatever. So we never get around to doing it. And then COVID forced us to do it. And now that we've done it, we now understand that we can help salons sell more products than they would sell normally because we're going to be able to do things like recommendations where, you know, a staff can recommend a product to someone in store. If they don't buy it, they can still get an email or an Instagram ad for that product later Mm. that will... lead to more sales than they ever would you know if just selling it in store like that's amazing like down in the future you won't need to buy stock into your salon because you can just get it shipped directly from your brand or whatever so that'll mean that you won't have to spend five grand up front ten grand up front stocking out your store um in the salon and use that money for other things not tie up your money in stock but still sell just as many products as you used to sell so like there's huge opportunities there for salons and then for the brands themselves it allows them to to um market those products maybe because they can then do more campaigns that they'll do for the salon that will go through the salon make the salon look better and be better help the salon connect even better with their customers and then sell more products so it'll help the brand help the salon you know so and it helps the consumer as well ultimately so you know like there's amazing opportunities there and so next year we're going to be going all in on this so we've got a, a we're going to be investing in a full team around this whole idea like e-commerce is just the cornerstone of it and we would never have done that if, if COVID hadn't happened we wouldn't be making that decision today mm. and um, that's uh, it's going to be like the stuff that we can do like the problems we can solve the opportunities there to help salons like it's are amazing yeah it's really um, exciting so it's kind of, it's really exciting yeah and just like it's in a way it's kind of luck because it wouldn't you know without COVID we wouldn't be we just wouldn't have done it like you know so yeah yeah that's actually what I wanted to ask you. Like when you set up Forest 15, 16 years ago, um, you set it up as a point of sale. It was a booking mm. system. It was something used in salon. 15 years later, we've got things like the online reputation manager, SMS, email, a lot of marketing tools. Just how far forward has COVID been? fast-tracked the innovation in your forest system like the features that jd just listed off there surely they were on your roadmap but are we talking like two three four years down the line that we've just brought forward now well i think 
the product recommendation thing, which you know we'll be doing early next year, which we can only do because we have the stock control in the system and we've got done e-commerce. You know, so there's big steps that we've had to do to even get us to that point. Um, like that wasn't that wasn't even on the radar. Like we hadn't even thought about it. Do you know? Mm. We thought about things like e-commerce, but like we've been saying we're going to get to it next year for about three or four, maybe even six, seven years, and we never had. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, the chances are we might never have. Oh, we would have eventually, like, but it might never have for a good few more years. So it's just, yeah, like, you know, sometimes you just need a kick. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You need you, sometimes you just yeah. backs against the wall, and you do you do things, mm. and you have to, and you do things that maybe are seem more difficult than they are, mm. and then when you do them, you're like, oh wow, why didn't we do this? Like you, yeah. you know, yeah. like mm. that's one of the things I'm thinking. You know, um, but yeah. uh, all the best decisions are always like that, though. That's the thing, you know. Can see JD sweating yeah. a little bit of just how much work is involved now next year. <laughs> we have a bit, we have a bit to do, but I'm really excited about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can see the grin on Ronan's face. We've got all these features we're going to release next yeah. year. <laughs> so something else we worked on a lot this year, uh, and I guess this is coming more from from my side of, of things from the marketing team. But we had a lot of campaigns helping salons through uh, COVID, navigating the uncertainty, navigating comms, and all of that. And Ronan, you've actually personally hosted several Facebook Lives, both solo, sometimes with owners as well. Um, I'm going to list off a few of the campaigns that we had running this year. And what I'd be interesting to hear uh, from you is, is which ones, in your opinion, uh, probably made the most impact or you, you felt the most like, compelled to. So we had support mm. your salon, uh, a simple way for 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 consumers essentially people going to the salon to support their their salon via social media mm. or buying gift vouchers we had the 30 days to grow quarantine edition which we uh, hosted while lockdown was happening mm. then we had back in business with forest safe with forest highlighting features that could help salons uh, you know uh, stay up to date with health requirements and all of that after the mm. rush after the reopening rush, essentially, had to keep revenue coming back in. Mm. We had the Client Experience Award and then Beat 2020, which uh, just uh, came to an end uh, last week. So loads of stuff going on. Which one, in your opinion, had the most impact or you, you felt like was the most kind of mm. um, out there? Yeah, I, well, I think the one that had the most impact was definitely Support Your Salon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in, in it, like, cause that was something people didn't necessarily believe in it, but like, they just sent an email and people got 20 K within like three days. Not everyone, obviously, but like some people got five grand or three grand or whatever it was, but like, it was like more than the rent for some people, a lot of people like, and they just didn't think they get anything. So it's like crazy. And, and what they need to understand around gift vouchers as well, which is something I never really understood before. And again, if I had understood this before, I think we would have done it years ago. But like less than 30% of gift vouchers are, are ever redeemed. So if you sell a thousand euros worth of gift vouchers, 300 euros of that will never, ever get redeemed. And uh, so that's 300 euros money or cash into your business for good. Mm-hmm. And people, so people have this thing about gift vouchers, which is like, oh, I sell these gift vouchers and then it's a liability like way into the future. But the stats and the data does not bear that out. You know what I mean? That's not what happens. Mm. And then during COVID, it was even more of the case. So like I know a client of ours that I've been going to for like 10 years uh, to get her hair done or whatever, her cuts are. But they, he, he, like he did it and um, he was saying, and this is a story that's been you know replicated 
you know, from loads of different salon owners as well. But like he sold like, you know, a bunch of, uh, of vouchers. Um, did, did really well from it. Like surprised how much he did. And then he, and then they wouldn't use them when they came in. He was saying to them like, look, would you use the voucher? And like, I bought a voucher from him as well, obviously. Um, and I wouldn't use it. But like, that's fine. Like, obviously I wouldn't because I know, you know, I had no intention of doing that. But I thought that was just me. But he was saying like, no one will use them. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he was saying like during COVID, that 30% of people who never use their voucher just went to like 60 or 70%. And people felt good about that. Like he was trying to get them to spend it and they wouldn't. Like it wasn't like, you know, this isn't, um, you know, like he was trying to rip them off or anything like that. Like it was, he wanted them to spend it and they wouldn't do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they refused to do it. And I think that's kind of, that's that a huge impact for salon owners. And I think, and I hope it's actually opened their mind as well to this, this fact that they have these 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 fans of their business, you know, they, they have this deep connection with customers that other local businesses don't necessarily have as deep a connection, and that wow, okay, so I can provide these things, and they want to spend this money, like do you know what I mean, and they want to do it, so just and let them do it, you know what I mean, rather than blocking them or yeah. or forcing them to go and give that money to some multinational like where it's not the same, you know. Yeah. So I think that's really that's been that was you know for loads of reasons that was the biggest thing that we did this year, you know? Yeah. Mm. Actually, you remind me, there's a story I, I, I heard this year where uh, a client from a salon um, bought, well, got her treatment done when everything reopened and bought an extra voucher or two, I can't remember exactly, but definitely enough for one um, one service uh, and said, you know, pass it on to someone who would like to come back to the salon and isn't in a financial capacity to mm. do so. It's and brilliant. that yeah. is just like, yeah, it's so mm. good, like pay it forward mm. mentality, which is I think is just amazing. Yeah, that's mm, brilliant. Yeah. Just another high note on the support your salon has actually just pulled up an article on my phone there. For years, or for the last few years, we've been trying to get people to start selling their retail online. But the biggest fear was always, well, why would I do that when they're just going to go to Amazon? Um, for the first time ever on um, Black Friday or Black Friday, the deals there was more money spent through independent businesses than Amazon, which is a massive win this year for small businesses, salons, everyone like that. So I think if anyone still has that fear that Mm. your clients are going to go to Amazon, this year has pretty much just knocked that on the head. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Amazon are always going to do well, like, you know, obviously. But like, if you can make it easy for your clients to buy stuff from you, they would prefer to do that. Like, you, you know what I mean? So, right, yeah, like they don't prefer to spend from Amazon. They prefer to buy from you. But if it's really, really difficult to buy from you, then they won't. Do you know what I mean? But as long as you can make mm-hmm. it as easy as possible. And like stuff like Forest, you know, we're, that's what our mission is, to make it as easy as possible. So like if you think about it, like person signs up to book online and they put the credit card in. And then like, they, you know, theoretically, and we, you know, these are all things that we will be adding over, to, over time, but they can use that credit card stored and that, username stored to buy gift vouchers or to buy products and they don't have to re-enter the, 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 their address. They don't have to re-enter their, you know, they don't have to sign up for a new account. They don't have to put in the credit card again. Just like the way, that's why Amazon's so easy because you only do that once and then you don't have to do it again, right? So same thing, you know, like allow that in a salon and then like, why wouldn't they just buy from you? It's a couple of clicks, you know, rather than having to go through a whole process because that's one of the things in the early days of e-commerce was like, oh, I have to go and sign up to a new website and go through all this stuff or I can just go to Amazon. So I think that's um, that's changing. And it's clear now that people understand, people want to buy local. Like that's the big thing. 
you know so so on that note then JD how are we going to make it easier for salons to sell online we have the online store set up what state do we have the online store in now and how are you going to improve that uh put me on the spot Killian thanks <laughs> um so we're going to add click and collect we're going to make it really easy to filter by a brand um for us we're going to add um cross state selling we are going to make the stop the store available in the app and online bookings i've got a we've got a bunch of stuff we know that we really really want to add very very early in january hopefully get stuck into that uh, with our new team and really excited to see the, the the impact that 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 future work is going to have and even even more things like allowing salons to to really control and customize the store and, and the flow but the key like ronan said earlier is really about harnessing that relationship that your stylist has with the clients to sell and promote products. So being able to recommend uh, after consultation and automate those uh, prompts and upsell to, to your clients is gonna be really, really powerful. So lots of cool stuff happening next year at e-commerce. Yeah, very excited to see uh, what, what's going to come out of that. Uh, listen, guys, this has been fantastic. I wonder, do you have any kind of last words of encouragement for maybe people going into 2021 or anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Look. The big thing is you survived this this far, you know what I mean? And like, if you've got this far, and that's what going back to the word resilience, if you've got this far, you can definitely get through next year because next year is going to be better. Like the the like the vaccines will come next year and uh, they're, they're here already, like as in they've just been all announced. So worst case scenario, they'll be here by next summer. Do you know what I mean? So that's all you have to get through. You've had, you've got through nine months till now and worst case, you get through another six months, but probably another three, four months. So you can do, you know, if you got this far, you definitely can get through. And I think you yeah. survive, get through, um, you know, you're, you're, you know you've, you've got a bright future and that's something to look forward to. Yeah, I would echo a lot of what Ronan said there. And, and I guess um, really like emphasize that we're here for salons to work through the, this with them and support them in whatever way we can and to continue to do that and yeah be resilient and strong and and, and we'll, we'll get through it on the other side you heard it here guys um while the dictionaries out there all picked negative words like lockdown covid pandemic as the word of the year forest's word of the year is resilience so on that note thanks very much ronan and jd for joining us today thanks guys pleasure thanks thanks, thanks. it's always a pleasure during the final installments of the Beat 2020 educational series in the UK, Ireland and in the US, we shared some exciting news for uh, 2021, January 2021, more specifically. As you know, we've had to cancel the upcoming Salon Owners Summit in Dublin due to COVID and travel restrictions. However, we're launching and inviting you to join us virtually on January 25th, 2021 for Uplift, powered by Forest. We're going to kick the year off to an inspiring start, helping you raise your game, raise your team, raise your resilience. You can expect high production standards, studio quality streaming, interactive sessions, inspiring guest speakers, and most of all, reveals in salon technology advancements. 2021 is going to be a year for recovery and reward, and we can't wait to see you there. Early bird tickets are now on sale. We have the link in today's episode's show notes. You can get two tickets for the price of one if you book in December, and the link will also provide you with more information if you have any further questions. One last thing before we sign off, don't forget to head over to forest.com forward slash FM. Subscribe to the show's email newsletter. We send those out every Wednesday and we have lots of cool stuff coming up uh, for season five. So you want to sign up before we kick 
kickoff in Jan. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forced FM, this episode specifically, or want to send a message to Ronan or JD, you can send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. As usual, we're always eager to get your feedback. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday for our very last episode of the year. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.